This is Jack Scallions. Join me for a few moments from my heart to yours. What do you say when no words suffice? What do you do when the worst day, your worst nightmare becomes a reality? When what you pray never happens, happens. In the course of a lifetime as a pastor, I've had my share of personal adversity and shared in countless encounters with others who were going through the fires. Is God blinded to our plight? I've listened to some say, how could God allow this to happen? As though somehow God is to blame when times are difficult. The truth is that our sovereign God not only allows adversity to enter our lives, but often appoints it as part of his perfect plan. This is contrary to the prosperity proclaimers who teach constant wellness and problem-free living as a sign of faith in God's approval. It'd be hard to explain that hollow philosophy to the Apostle Paul or blind Fanny Crosby or William Borden or the untold millions representing the best of the best who daily deal with adversity. A.M. Overton wrote this in 1932. My father's way may twist and turn. My heart may throb and ache, but in my soul I'm glad I know he maketh no mistake. My cherished plans may go astray. My hopes may fade away, but still I'll trust my Lord to lead, for he doth know the way. Though night be dark, and it may seem that day will never break, I'll pin my faith, my all, in him. He maketh no mistake. There's so much now I cannot see, my eyesight's far too dim. But come what may, I'll simply trust and leave it all to him. For by and by the mist will lift, and plain it all he'll make. Through all the way, though dark to me, he made not one mistake. I marvel that we, like Job, would question God's right to do what he chooses. After all these years, I have come to the understanding by experience and by scriptural premise that I can trust him to allow, to always allow, I should say, what is best for me and glory for himself. Am I saying that some things this side of heaven are not difficult? Oh, absolutely not. I'm saying I serve a God who loves me, who cares for me, and in whom I can fully trust. A number of years ago, in the wee hours, just past midnight, a man and his wife who called me pastor called me to a modest little mobile home right outside of Athens. When I stepped from my automobile, both fell into my arms and wept as though their bodies would burst asunder. Their daughter had brought their grandson to their home earlier in the evening, then returned to this little mobile home, and in a final act of desperation and depression had taken her own life. As my tears mingled with theirs, I remember feeling completely and totally incapable of doing anything except trust the one who makes no mistakes. No one is excluded from adversity. There is no medication to prevent it. There are no classes to keep people from it. Adversity invades our lives for numerous reasons, first and foremost, because we're human beings born into an imperfect world, a world that is fragile and temporal, surrounded by varied circumstances that are part of the natural courses of life. Secondly, the adversity others are experienced often spills over into our own lives, not to bear one another's burden, 
is only possible when you live an isolated, selfish existence. Last of all, God's children need adversity. It is in those times when we see ourselves in reality and see God's power. John Piper, on the eve of his own cancer surgery, wrote about cancer as an opportunity to glorify God. His words were, don't waste the cancer. By faith, each believer, like Piper, should be confident that God's will for his or her lives is infinitely better than theirs. Disability brings vulnerability, but also availability for God to use all of us. Jacob, who was the deceiver, did not become a prince with God until he was broken at Peniel. If there had been no Bedford jail, there would have been no Pilgrim's Progress that John Bunyan wrote during his time of adversity. The abandoned, broken heart of Charles Weigel was driven to write, No one ever cared for me like Jesus. When Dr. Lee Robertson's baby girl, Joy, died, he purchased acreage in the Harrison Bay community and started Camp Joy. Children by the thousands attended that Bible camp at no cost for decades. Bill and Kathy Rice of Murfreesboro, Tennessee, started the Bill Rice Ranch after they learned their daughter was deaf. For many years, Psalm 84 has been my favorite psalm. Verse number six pictures a dry valley on the route to Jerusalem that was marvelously converted into a place of springs. The Bible says in Psalm 84, who passing through the valley of Baca, make it a well, the rain also filleth the pools. The word Baca is our word for tears. God took the bitter waters of Marah and made them sweet. God brought pleasantness instead of bitterness to Naomi, even though she was an exiled widow from Moab. Paul concluded that he would take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities, in persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For he said, When I am weak, then am I strong. This grizzled old warrior had been through the valley of tears and had made it a well. Paul and Silas sang praises at midnight with bleeding backs from a Philippian jail. It's said that Charles Wesley was driven from village to village and pelted with stones for preaching the gospel, yet he wrote, Jesus, lover of my soul, let me to thy bosom fly. Catherine Booth, when dying from cancer of the throat and unable to speak, called for a piece of paper and wrote, My Jesus, I love thee, I know thou art mine. John Nelson, who was a convert of Wesley, uh, was once imprisoned in Bradford, and he wrote, My jail cell stunk worse than a hogsty, yet my soul was so filled with the love of God that it was a paradise to me. In the midst of his, verse, uh, his adversity, Job wrote, Where is God my maker who giveth songs in the night? God sent Ananias on an errand to inform the blinded Apostle Paul how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Paul referred to adversities as light afflictions. When trials invade our lives, we should keep doing right, rely on God's word. Never should we doubt in the dark what God has shown us in the light. Remember, you're passing through the valley of tears. You're not staying in it. Coming out on the other side, we can be a comfort to others with the same comfort wherewith we ourselves have been comforted. God uses adversity to wean us from this earth, to prove his promises and his sufficiency. 
while making us partakers of his holiness. This little poem was written by Gianna Guyon. Guyon, I believe is the way it's pronounced. My cage confines around. Abroad I cannot fly. But though my wing is closely bound, my heart's at liberty. For prison walls cannot control the flight, the freedom of the soul. Well, I want to thank you today for listening. I, it's a pleasure for me to bring you a few moments from my heart to yours.